Readers Entertainment Radio presents Book Lights with your host, author Lisa Kessler. Book Lights, where we're shining a light on good books. Can you all believe it is the last Monday in April? How can this be? But thank you so much for listening in to Book Lights. I'm so so glad that you're here. I really appreciate you guys listening in. And today I'm very excited to introduce you to a horror author. Jennifer Ann Gordon is here with us today. And she has some fantastic gothic horrors to share with us, which anyone who has listened for a while knows I got my start writing horror short stories. So it is dear to my heart. So I'm really excited for you all to meet Jennifer. If you haven't had a chance to read her book yet, I am going to read her bio here to introduce her to you. And and then I can't wait for you to meet her. Jennifer Ann Gordon is a professional ballroom dancer and choreographer by day and curly-haired neurotic writer by night. She's an actor, a traveler, a photographer, a lover of gothic horror, and a dog mom. She lives in the wilds of New Hampshire with her partner on and off the dance floor. Her novels include the Kindle Award for Horror for 2020 with her winning book, Beautiful, Frightening, and Silent, as well as the horror gothic novel From Daylight to Madness. And um, and today we're going to be talking about When the Sleeping Dead Still Talk, which is the second book in that series. She also has a published collection of her artwork titled Victoriana. And you can find out more on her website. Her website is gorgeous, you guys. So click on that link. I put it right there on the Blog Talk site. Or you can, um, if you're listening later, you can click on it too. She's got gorgeous pictures on there and lots of interesting things over on her site. So be sure you go take a look. So without any further delay, you there, Jennifer? I am here. Thank you for having me, Lisa. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. So do you want to tell everybody why they should go grab When the Sleeping Dead Still Talk? What's it about? Um, so I'm going to try to give a non-spoiler kind of description of When the Sleeping <laughs> Dead Still Talk because it is like the okay. second part in a two-book series. Um, so I will just say it is the second book in my hotel series. And the hotel series is a Victorian uh, dark Gothic tale about a hotel on a what seems to be probably a haunted island and this hotel is not really a hotel but more of an asylum and when the sleeping dead still talk focuses on uh, my character Frances who is a supporting character in the first book from daylight to madness and it explores why he is on that island how long he has really been there and kind of what has shaped his path to get him to where he is in the present day of 1873. Uh, He suffers from a lot of, uh, you know, repressed memory, and he loses time a lot. He hallucinates. So uh, a lot of Francis's life might not be what he thinks it is. So this book is a deep dive into mesmerism and repressed memories and falling in love with a hallucination and it's kind of got a mystery at heart because you have to figure out what it is that what his original trauma was that made all of this you know happen for him right i love that and it has um from what i was peeking around at on your website and on amazon it sounds like it has kind of an appeal with annabelle and you know the standing on the cliffs and it is that kind yeah of what you were yeah going it, for? it definitely does i'm 
sort of obsessed with islands, especially like cold water, northern Atlantic islands. So the three books I have out right now are all set on the same fictitious island off the coast of Maine. Uh, so, yeah, I, there's just always been something that's drawn drawn me to the, the ocean and cold water and drowning and yeah. <laughs> haunted hotels and trauma. Yes. <laughs> Right, right. Well, and and haunted hotels is one of my favorite things because there's so many people who come and go and come and go and some who never go. And when I think about some of my favorite reads over the years, like The Shining with the Overlook Hotel and, and, and I love 1408, that short story about the haunted hotel room where bad things happen. And I think that if you're a horror writer, there's lots of stories to be told there, right? Yes. I agree. And especially, so this hotel in my book is, you know, and they still refer to it as a hotel. Nobody refers to it as an asylum, but it is definitely a place that people are sent by their families in order to, they're, they're cared for by basically being drugged into these like hallucinogenic states. And because there's no such thing as real care for the mentally ill in the Victorian era. It just, it, it's not what we think of today. It's not care it's just placating them so i i love the idea of some of these people are sent to this hotel this summer hotel every single year but they don't need a hotel they don't need a vacation they don't need a rest what they need is somebody to listen to them and to understand what why they do the things they do so this it's this is my hotel that's like a, a love story between the shining and you know shutter island right <laughs> and what is it about um gothic stories that that draw you to it like for for people who maybe haven't read a gothic or they're not sure what that is what what's your description of that for readers who are listening so the easiest way for me to describe it and the definition I like the most is that in gothic horror in, in general, the past is still alive in the present. So that can mean oh, anything like from a ghost or being haunted by your memories. Some people, you know, Dracula and vampire books are considered gothic fiction. And that's, it's the same thing. If you think about the actual root of that is the past is still alive. So a vampire's lived for, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years and they're still alive. I don't write vampire books yet. I mean, who's to say I won't? <laughs> right, right. I, I tend to go more for people being consumed by their memories, almost to the point of madness. And, and is it a haunting or is it mental illness? What is it really? Is it a ghost or is it your regret? Is it guilt? That And I love gothic tropes, like the big old spooky houses and right, how right. going out and people having to walk around with candles. And I love a good crazy woman in the attic. You know? Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Do, do, is it really a voice of someone trapped or is it in my head? <laughs> exactly. Like, why do I hear babies crying when there's supposedly no babies here? You know, that kind of thing. Right. Yes, yes. 
Yeah, some of um, when you're talking about that, some of my favorite, you know, gothic type movies like Crimson Peak and the others and stuff like that. And, oh, you know, where they the others you got to play with the light. One of my all time favorites. Oh, me too. And, yeah. Oh, such a great movie. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So if you've ever, I don't know if you've ever seen The Orphanage. It's a Spanish no. film. Oh, just put that on the top of your list because if you like the okay. others you will just go crazy for the orphanage okay yes I'll be all over that I I one of my fond memories of when my daughter was a teenager and she finally had discovered horror movies and you know she back then there were you know it was like the torture horror movies and I don't really go for that but I like spooky yep. and so I had put the others on for my daughter and she was like at one point crawling over like next to my lap she's like this is really scary right yeah <laughs> but yeah I love, but yeah that I atmospheric creeping dread yes atmospheric mm-hmm. one of my books once as they said it gave them the same feeling as if you walk into an old room and you look at the wallpaper and there's something not right about the wallpaper. Like it's lined up just wrong. So instead of flowers, mm-hmm. you see faces. And they said, that's what, how your oh. book made me feel. And I said, thank you. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> the kind of compliment I want. Yes, exactly. Right. <laughs> so um, what is, what is next for you? Is there going to be another hotel book or do you have something um, else? You in know, the works? I'm, I do have something else in the works. Actually, I have a book coming out on July 13th. It's not even up for pre-sale yet, but it probably will oh, be within okay. the next few weeks. Uh, it is called Pretty Ugly and it is a, uh, like a literary horror novel with some gothic overtones, but it is very contemporary. Um, oh, okay. I keep saying, you know, come for the body horror and stay for the weird love story. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, yes. Um, so I'm excited about that. I wanted to, and it's my first book that hasn't been set on my fictitious Dagger Island. So it was a very, very contemporary story that involves an Instagram influencer, uh, a failed politician, <laughs> and the apocalypse. Oh, my gosh. What a great combo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a feel-good novel. <laughs> right, right, yeah. And um, was it fun for you to play in a contemporary world as opposed to all the researching for historical, or is yours kind of dreamy <laughs> yeah. historical and you don't have to research um, so much? So, uh, it's kind of a combo between both. I don't, I found myself doing a lot of research at first and then getting bogged down in it and then thinking, right. I'm just going to start to write. And when there's something I don't know or I'm questioning, then I'll research because I found myself with like all of these notes to things that like I did not need at all. Right. <laughs> I'm glad I, I'm glad I did the research because I feel like it made me understand the time period. So even though I didn't write about, you know, the fishing industry of 1873, which I don't know why I was researching that, but I thought, on an island, I'll need to know it. And then I realized, might, oh, these people yeah. are like locked in a hotel though. So they're not leaving. They can't leave the, the property. <laughs> so <they're> not gonna, <laughs> but now you know how they got fish. people? Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so I try to 
just research when I need it now. And I realized writing in a contemporary setting, I still had to do probably equally as much research because uh, there are just things that I don't know. There were things about uh, medical terminology and that I just didn't understand, like things, how things really work in a hospital and just like what certain things are called. And and part of the, the new book, Pretty Ugly, also takes place in northern Italy, which I've been to, but then I didn't really quite understand where some of the cities were in relation to how I remembered them in my head. So thank goodness for Googlers and Right. <laughs> yeah, because we're not and doing I'm much like, travel these days. This? I know. <laughs> and I'm trying to, like, remember from, like, me being there four years ago. Right. Like, what? <laughs> like, what was the name of that road? What was the name of, you know? So it was just, like, little things like researching the layout of train stations and what trains were possible to get from certain train stations. And then in my brain most of Italy and most of the world is kind of shut down. So I'm like, okay, so if these are all the train routes, what if I take 90% of them away? How can my characters get from a a very specific place in the country that they could fly into to a very specific place on the opposite end of the country that they could not fly into? So just trying to figure (laughs) that out. Uh, Yeah. The, the, realities of being a writer are often not very glamorous because we're trying to figure (laughs) out, you know, (laughs) how long would it take to get from there to there? And, and I was told there would be no masks. (laughs) (laughs) So I was looking on your website and you are not only a writer, but a dancer, an artist, a photographer. Are there any other arts that you haven't tried yet that you want to do? I mean, you've, you've got lots of artistic Uh talents going on. Yeah, I think I've tried pretty much almost everything. I haven't tried, like, sculpting or, or things like that. I've tried my hand at at art, like drawing, but I'm terrible, mm-hmm. terrible, terrible, terrible at drawing. Yeah, I but can't draw I do, either. I love, <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, it can't be that hard. And then I just realized, like, my brain and my hand, I can't make my hand do what my brain sees or even what I want it to do and things like perspective I didn't understand so when I did draw people were just like flat and I'm like that doesn't even look like a person uh but I do love why are their hands so big why are their hands so big or like why is why is their neck so big why is their neck like right where their ears are I mean it was just amazing drawing is really hard I think it is so hard. And I think I just didn't understand even like human anatomy. <laughs> like I would draw, I remember like trying to draw a person and I completely like didn't even draw wrists. It was just like arm and hand. All like, <laughs> just, They're just stuck like on. Free. Just stuck on. And then I'm like, why does this look wrong? And somebody just glanced at it. And they're like, they don't have any wrists. And I'm like, oh yeah. Oh. Like they just, I don't know. That makes sense. But then I'm like, how do I draw a wrist? That's probably why I didn't draw it. <laughs> right, right. So drawing's so, definitely not for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I can't do that either. Um, are there any other genres writing wise that you are interested in tapping into or do you just like being scary? 
Um, Do you have any other ideas no, rattling around? There are ideas rattling around. Uh, I'm not at liberty to discuss. Oh, okay. A, a certain idea that I am working on, um, as I just keep referring to it as my top secret project. And, oh, uh, fun. And my, my agent swore me to secrecy about this. So um, I will <laughs> say it's, it's not horror, but it's not. <laughs> that makes sense. All right. I th- yeah, I that's, think, um, that's cryptic. That's good. Yeah, like because horror can be almost anything if you really think about that's it. That's true. That's very so, true. So I, I think I, I'll always be. I'll, I'll. I tend to write on the dark side, no mm-hmm. matter what. So I, I would say, don't expect a rom com from me, or like erotica. I, I couldn't write that. <laughs> I think I would just be bad at some, something like that. <laughs> well, I was going to, that kind of dovetails into your writing journey. I always ask people, readers are always really interested how that all happened. Like, did you always want to be a writer? Did you, you know, wake up one day and go, hey, I, I think I have a story in me or, you know, and then how did you progress from that idea to a finished book that got published? So I I will say I always wanted to be a writer, and I always wrote tree or little short stories. It was mainly poetry for most of my life. But I remember the first time I, I thought to myself, I want to be a writer, was in third grade, and I got a little poem published in, like, the Catholic school newspaper. And it was the first time I saw my name in print, and I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. And my parents were so excited. And right. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I loved that feeling. And then I remember in sixth grade, I, we had a, a school assignment where we could write like any kind of short story we wanted. And for some reason, I was kind of obsessed with Nightmare on Elm Street at the time <laughs> because I'd seen, I'd seen it, but like the TV version of it. So like all the gross oh, stuff uh-huh. was cut out, but I'd, I'd seen it. And loved it. So I wrote basically Nightmare on Elm Street fan fiction, which oh, was cute. horrible. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, it was like, like Freddie and Nancy, like he's actually in love with her. So it has like kind of these Edward Scissorhand vibes to it, you know, needlessly violent for at certain points. And I turned it in <laughs> and my teacher was just like, uh, no, this is not what I was looking for. <laughs> and, the teacher was horrified. I know. The teacher literally just wrote the word no. <laughs> I, I didn't get a grade. I just got a no. And I, I think that was when I, I thought, oh, I really should be a writer. <laughs> I kind yeah, of you scared that. them. So, you know, and then and I did a lot of writing in junior high and lots of poetry for years and years. But I think as we get older, you know, I went to college for theater, and I, I wasn't writing or anything like that. And I, you, you just start telling yourself you can't do things. So right. I, I told That's myself, like, I can't be a performer and, and a writer. I have to be one or the other. One or the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, you know, and then time goes by and time goes by, and you just keep hearing the words, like, I can't be a writer. And you realize you're telling yourself that. 
So right. my, my first book was Beautiful, Frightening, and Silent. And I thought of that idea 20 years ago when I was in school for theater. I wanted to write a, a one-act play with three characters. And these were the three characters who are my main characters in Beautiful, Frightening, and Silent. But it didn't really work at all uh, for a number of reasons, including I couldn't create an atmospheric gothic haunting on a stage with no budget and only three student actors. So that didn't work. Right. And then <laughs> about, uh, yeah, and like no budget and no understanding of like how to build a set or lighting or sound design. <laughs> so, but other than that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, and then about 10 years after that, I thought about it, about that same story again. And I thought it would probably make a very good graphic novel. And I storyboarded out a little of it and tried to find a good artist that I could work with and we could kind of create this world. But I get like as a, as a lady comic book author who wasn't interest per se, it was hard to find right. where I was living at the time, hard to find an artist who was willing to a collaborate with me um, I found plenty of people who were like, well, if you pay my page rate, which is $180 a page, I'll draw whatever you want. And right. Like, like, I don't have $180 That's a That's a little out of my budget. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my budget is $0. Um, so, so it never became a graphic novel. And then, you know, another 10 years go by, and I'm still telling myself I can't write, I can't write, I can't write. And then – I just got very sick of telling myself I couldn't do it. So I sat down and I said, I thought that idea I had, that my almost play or my almost graphic novel. And I didn't know if it was going to be a novel. I didn't know what it was going to be. So I just started writing and, you know, it turned into beautiful, frightening and silent. And then, you know, that book went on to win the Kindle award for best horror novel of 2020. And it was a finalist for, the American Book Fest Best Book Award for the horror category. And it was the winner of the best horror book for Authors on the Air. So, like, all of these crazy things happened with this book that I spent 20 years telling myself I couldn't write. Oh, my gosh. I love that. I'm so glad that you finally let it out. It was obviously yeah. gestating for a long time. <laughs> I know. People keep saying, how long did it take you to write? Um, like, 20 years and three months. So like three months of actual writing time and 20 years of having it about live it. in my head. <laughs> yeah. Did it feel good to finally get it out? It did. It did. And it felt, it became very different in a lot of ways. Like my, my main character, I originally thought the story was going to center on, you know, a different character. And the one that I just had, in my head is, oh, he's just there to push the plot along, became my main character. And he became, you know, probably one of my favorite characters that I've ever created. My, my character, Adam, I still adore him. He's not easy to love, but I do love him. <laughs> and I, I tell everybody, I'm like, he broke my heart, and I wrote him, and he broke my heart. <laughs> he made all, all the wrong decisions the entire book. <laughs> Yes. But, you know, I love the, the surprises of writing is my favorite part is, you know, yes. things that happen that you didn't ever foresee. Are you a plotter or a pantser? And often oh, for you? 
it happens all the time because I'm, I, I, I guess I'm a planter. I usually have a very, <laughs> very rough, rough plan or really mm-hmm. just an idea. Like I, and I, and then I just go with it. Like my, my top secret project I'm working on right now, I, I had a pretty solid beginning, but even I'm, I'm in the process right now. And I'm like, I don't know how this is going to end. I have no yes. idea. And, and that's unsettling know, and, to me because I usually know the end. I just don't know how I'm going to get there. And the few times when I don't know the end, oh, my gosh, I feel like I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> so Beautiful, Frightening, and Silent, I had two distinct endings. And I'm like, I wonder which one's going to work. And it ended up I kind of morphed them together in a way. And for From Daylight to Madness and When the Sleeping Dead Still Talk, I, I knew the end. And even pretty ugly. I knew the very end scene, but I yeah didn't know I, at all how to get there. <laughs> right, right. But for me, at least if I know where I'm going, it's not quite as terrifying as when I'm like, I don't know where I'm going or what I'm doing, but, but I'm following you guys, so let's do this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there were times I remember because it was, you know, uh, writing in my bedroom and I was writing beautiful writing in silence and I started screaming like no ah no like screaming screaming and my husband came like running in he thought something was wrong and he was like like what, what the heck is going on and I said Adam just made the worst decision of his life and my mm. husband who's an artist but he's also logical just looked at me and he said right. well delete it He's like, you right. delete it, delete it. And I said, I can't delete it. It's done. He's done it. Yes. it was like one of yes. those moments that changes the whole book. And I'm like, well, I don't know what's going to happen now. And yes. my husband was like, you didn't know what was going to happen anyways. <laughs> well, my, uh, I, I get weepy sometimes when I'm writing the books. And at one point I had a character that, <laughs> oh, my gosh, I had to get up and go in the kitchen and get Kleenex. I was just weeping. And my poor husband comes in there, are you okay? And I'm like, this horrible thing happened. And he's like, you know, it's fiction, right? I know. He goes, you can change it. No, I can't. It has to be this way. (laughs) Yeah. Once it came out, it's like, you can't change history. Yeah. Yeah. moments Moments in my book, pretty ugly, same thing, that I, like, literally left the room sobbing my full head off. And I was like, I need a snack. And again, <laughs> yes. it's just like, are you stress eating because of something you wrote, like that made you so sad that you felt like you needed cake? I'm like, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> but like, you know, they say no emotion in the writer. You won't have any emotion in the reader, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm hoping with with Pretty Ugly coming out in July, there's a huge chunk of that book that, um, even through all my rewrites cried every time and not necessarily because it was sad parts of it are sad but parts of it are just like tender and beautiful and and just like sad and gross and because you know it's the end of the world and people should be feeling all of these things maybe that they've never felt before in their life and they think it's too late like the world is freaking ending and I've I've wasted my life being a fictional person version of myself I don't want to be so I cried every single time I wrote it, rewrote it, fixed the oh, grammar, fixed cool. the comma, all of it. Just right, I cried right. Every Weeping. Time. 
Yeah, weeping, full blown ugly. <laughs> and <laughs> and it was good to hear. I just got a, an email from one of my early readers for that, one of my ARC readers, and he said the same thing. He was like, I cried for about 20 pages, just like not opening up, but like off and on, just like cried. He's like, it just was like, why, what are, why are my eyes leaking? So hopefully. <laughs> hopefully well, I think that's job. a good sign. <laughs> right, right. You did your job. Yes, for sure. I did my so job. So we're – we're quickly running out of time, but I wanted to know um, where can readers get in touch with you? Are you on Are you on social media? Do you like to get emails? Do you have a newsletter? How do readers get in touch? Um, the easiest way to get in touch with me is to go to my website, uh, com, and that's Anne with an E, and I know it's probably right below us in the show notes. That yep. has links to my Facebook my Instagram, my Twitter. Uh, I will say I'm, I'm very active on Facebook, my personal page and my author page. I'm active there. I'm pretty active on Instagram. I have an adorable dog. Um, oh. So if you like adorable dogs, definitely follow me on Instagram. Twitter, I'm there, but. Yeah. I'm oh, I, I think I'm all, I, I'm I all about, about the Twitter. puppy assistant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm like, I feel like I wouldn't have followers on Instagram if I didn't post my dog. <laughs> right, right. My dog's like that, too. My little Boston Terrier has a huge following. <laughs> oh, I love well, it. thank you I so love much. Boston Terrier. Thank yeah. you. Oh, she's adorable. Yeah, thanks so much for being here today. It was great to have you, and I can't wait to read the book. Everybody go out and grab the new book. Um, it's the Sleeping Dead Still Talk. It's hotel number two. Should we start with number one? Probably, huh? Yes, you definitely should. I mean, it can be read on its own, but it will not give you the emotional impact if you don't read uh, From Daylight to Madness. Okay, so everyone who's listening, let's go get From Daylight to Madness and (laughs) check in (laughs) with Jennifer. And she's got a new book coming in July, so be sure to check that out. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on Book Lights. Be sure to connect with us at www.readersentertainment.com for articles, blogs, videos, and podcasts that matter to readers.